Seventh episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Earls, Daryl, D. Lane, as always, where you are, how everyone be listening on. Thank you for making me and the show part of your day with me via Spotify, Team Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. We're going to have a great podcast for all you guys today. going to have Mr. Zach on the show, and we are going to preview Everything you need to know for week four of NFL action. Talk a little bit about the Buffalo Bills loss to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, maybe get into a little bit of Thursday Night Football talk with the Bengals, Dolphins, and possibly talk about some other NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Also, just so everybody is on the lookout, I could possibly be making some changes into how I'm doing this Thursday pod. I know the last few weeks has been on Friday. I'm thinking of tinkering with a few things. Typically, in the past, when I was doing it with Ben Karen. We also were getting into college football. Uh, college football has not been talked about so far on this Thursday podcast. So I was thinking about making a few changes, maybe getting a little bit more college in, maybe shifting some other things as well. So stay tuned for that, and I'll be potentially making an announcement in the next few weeks. And before I get to my conversation with Mr. Zach, I'm going to give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Check on the description below, specifically if you use Spotify. I have everything timestamped. You can click on the timestamp and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nighttrain underscore lane. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lynn. You will find it. I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. For some odd reason, right in front of the pod, then don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, man? I'm okay, dear. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. So, the first thing I want to talk to you about is this, and we were just talking a little bit about this off the air. Uh, the Tua head injury and the Tua head gate, uh, right Obviously, there's a scary sight to see when the Dolphins are playing the Bengals tonight. Tua gets hit, uh, kind of gets whitla- whiplashed as he gets hit. His head hits the ground. Uh, he's doing weird hand signs that can't seem to move. Uh, they get the card out. He, I don't even believe I see him give a thumbs up, which is a scary sign in of itself. And they take him to the uh, Cincinnati Medical Facility. And uh, obviously, then there was when the Dolphins were playing the Bills, he got hit. Similar motion. Uh, head hits the turf, tries to stumble, he gets back in the game, everybody was saying he shouldn't have. 
even been in that game, he shouldn't have been taken out and not have the chance to come back in in the second half. And then you see that scary sight that happened against the Bengals. So I just wanted to know what your whole thoughts on the situation were. said that he is going to go back with the team on the team flight. So what what I find interesting about all of this is so with the concussion protocol policy there's supposed to be like a concussion spotter so if they see anybody who would exhibit a concussion which that symptom would be what we saw with Tua when he's playing the Bills and he's can't hold himself up after he hit his head on the turf which then was followed as he was taken out the game. Uh, I guess the question now is, 
when he was on that sideline and he went to that tent, wasn't followed. And they're supposed to have, I believe, an independent of the team neurologist. Every team uh, is supposed I to. Think he, I don't think he ever went. To, I had to watch the film of the game. I don't think he ever went to the tent. I think they took him straight to the locker room. Well, then maybe. Well, if it wasn't the tent, well, if it. I believe it should be the tent, but maybe they were going to take the team neuro. It should be the tent. Yeah. But I'm wondering, was it the tent? Because they they hear him out of, out of the eye of, of the uh, the guy who's supposed to uh, be in charge of that, and uh, gave him a put up two figures. Uh, how much is one and one? Oh, two. Or uh, how much is two and two? Three. Oh, that's good enough, though. Well, I mean, if that happened, then. Miami needs a massive policy. I, I would. I don't know how that would happen though, because I mean, is the independent neurologist just letting them do that? It was, it, he, they never. They never got that. They never got to the independent neurologist. I think that was a home job. No, that's. But I'm saying they're supposed to have a concussion spotter. So wouldn't he? Wouldn't they all be privy to? Like these teams are supposed to have a. I, I guess what I would say that that would be a mat. If it just happened like that, that's a massive breakdown to where people need to get fired. In my opinion, people need to get fired. I'm, I'm going I'm to go back and watch it again, and, and I'll see if I can. I, I don't have the same film as they have, but I'm quite sure. I, I, I'm wondering what, what was the time? How much? How much time was in the game when he when he went out at halftime, second quarter? How yeah. much time was left in the game? Because um, you know. I'm not cracking with spilled milk, and I'm not a sad, I'm not a sad, um, a sore loser at this point. It's in some situations, and I'm not, I'm not actually participating, so it's not the same. But I see it. What I see is uh, some funny business. They put that boy out there, and they put that boy out there, and when he had, a, when he had a serious head injury. At least temporarily, he was he was he was knocked out temporarily. He got up and he stumbled like he stumbled like you know he didn't have he didn't he he, he didn't have his balance or his or his uh, equilibrium and uh, I don't know what they gave him at halftime, but he will just wait through that game. And they said his back seized up. They said it wasn't a head injury. They said his back seized up because uh, he had a back issue uh, and it was nerve issues in his back. If, if it, well, I will say this. If it becomes true that what they're saying what you did, that they didn't even see the neurologist, they just blatantly in broad daylight denied the concussion protocol, uh, then somebody on the Dolphins needs to get fired. Uh, because that's a lawsuit. So the NFL needs to quickly cut ties with whoever did that. It's not, it's not a lawsuit now. It's a lawsuit. When it, it, it's a lawsuit if, he, if, he, if his career becomes injury prone and he can't never recover. Some people never don't recover from these things. Correct. But that's also something that they collectively bargained for, right? I mean that's just All a bladed. Right. That's a bladed. Like that's why it's supposed. It's from the PA and the owners. Like this is collectively bargained, so it should be happening. That's why it's being investigated. So the fact that it's not investigated, I think that could lead to uh, an issue that costs the NFL money. I, I don't think that's. And it's also a bad look for the NFL. I think the NFL, uh, particularly the owners, they're trying to get away from that uh, brand and that stigma, 
as they're trying to, uh, you know, build their image and get young kids to play football and having that imagery, particularly on a Thursday night football game and a, uh, a Thursday night football game against the reigning AFC Championship uh, Bengals on a solo stage and then even against the Buffalo Bills in a big-time matchup where a lot of people are watching and you have that happen to a quarterback, one of the most prominent faces on a team, it's bad for business. So I do think there will be issues and ramifications for whoever in the Dolphins allowed this to happen. If it indeed uh, happened the way you're saying, you think it did happen. Well, I did business but and also I will I, say that, no go ahead what were you gonna say I think I've seen I've seen players staggering and lose their balance like that but they, they immediately put them down and make them stay down and examine them on the spot they don't let them you know and they, they don't let they don't let I'm kind of pointing the finger at Miami the way they handled that but uh, if I was if me, if me personally, I was if the coach if they asked me, am I all right? What am I going to say? Yeah, I'm all right. That's just that's just natural. That's a competitor in him, but uh, but it also can lead to hmm, I don't see him playing next game. Yes, but that's also why they have the independent neurologist, so the team isn't pressuring you. That's the whole point of the independent party. So, I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose, which I do understand what you're saying, because obviously the teams have their own interests. The player wants to play. Given both those sides, both the team and the player want to play, uh, that's why you have the independent person with no dog in the fight. Uh, and the fact that that, wasn't, that could have been broken uh, is definitely super concerning and uh, very disheartening indeed. And even Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, I think he was surprised when Tua was coming back, and I don't think he expected Tua to come back in the game. I think he thought Tua was out. Well, he only had he, he only had so much power. She was just happened in Miami last year. They was trying to make the coach lose on purpose, you know. So I don't know if Ross is still in charge of things. I don't know if he's if he, no, he's still in charge. He's still the owner. All right, so I'm not surprised by any funny business in, on, on that behalf, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised, but hey, they got they got an up and coming team. Uh, they hustle. They play. They play hard. Uh, they very a very competitive team, and they got and they picked up speed on the, on the in the skill positions. Uh, they're gonna. And they got they got a pretty creative coach. I mean, I'm. I'm seeing a big improvement in Miami. I'm watching it. I'm seeing a big improvement. But as far as far as far as I, as far as it goes with me, um, this is a big, this this um this could turn into some type of scandal, or this could turn into like you say a legal problem because two of that. Tua has a staff. We have parents that's very on top of things, and uh, they all stay big on a. Hmm. Somebody will have some questions to answer, especially if they go. If he goes, when he gets examined, find out something's more was wrong with him already. 
he flared he, he flared up already he flared a situation up that was already um injured and he aggravated a situation that was already happening but next man up so this is what our coach Mike McDaniel said after the game uh, he says Tua got all checkups including an independent doctor clearing they didn't miss uh report the injury he said we don't mess with that never have as long as i'm the head coach that'll never be an issue you guys will have to worry about does he have any issues besides besides the once they leave that field does he have any authority or is well, I'm sure once he's leaving the game, he's focusing on the team. I mean, they're talking in halftime. I mean, I, I don't think he can. And I guess this gets back in the authority. The coach is not supposed to have authority if somebody gets cleared for the concussion. It's supposed to be the independent neurologist. <laughs> I, I guess that gets into it. Like, what the coach shouldn't. Really <laughs> a coach with the status of a. Say, like, of a Sean Payton or. Bill Belichick. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to talk a little bit about the Buffalo Bills. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Mr. Zach with us. So the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins Sunday. Two teams who were 2-0. The Dolphins went to 3-0. Now they're actually 3-1. So they lost the Bengals tonight. And the Bills go to 2-1 looking to get to 3-1 against the Baltimore Ravens this upcoming Sunday. Just what did you think of the Bills versus Dolphins game? Uh, a game that was talked a lot about because of the humidity. Obviously, the two are getting knocked out of the game, coming back in. A lot of Buffalo players uh, injured. What were your thoughts on the game? Um, six or more of our defenders were, were injured. I'm not making excuses. We out, we out, we we out game them in total yardage. Uh, we had some bad decisions at the end of the first half and the end of the second half, leaving us with no time. Leaving Buffalo with no timeouts. Uh, Miami had good pressure on the quarterback, kept him off balance. Uh, Josh Allen rushed a couple throws. A couple questionable uh, play calling. Um, We lacked Buffalo, lacked middle pressure with Ed Oliver and and, uh, Jordan Phillips. Phillips missing in the game. They 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 they, they've been producing pressure up the middle. Good ball game. We came up. Buffalo came up. Buffalo came up short. No, the, no balance attack. No, the bat. That's um, sixty-three pass plays out of ninety plays. I think or 
something to that effect. Um, I think, I think, I think overall, I think overall, uh, a coaching decision here or there, or a time management here or there, would have put us in a better position. Uh, the heat, the heat, the heat was devastating. The uh, the side effects of the heat put a couple of our players um, flat on their back. Uh, I think I think that was a hard that's a hard field advantage for them, just like the snow was an advantage for us. So with without with our secondary being um, in shambles. Not one starter back there. The Bills, the Bills held up pretty good. Um, they, they, they let Miami go deep on a couple times, got away with that. But I think, um, I think this is the beginning of a new rivalry, a new Bills Miami rivalry. I mean, we used to, we was walking over them for the last couple of years, but now I think they. They 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 took a, they took a good smack and they came back in rumble. Uh, it was hot. They were hot too, but it was weird how they had shade on their field and we had sun on ours. That was funny. If I if I was if I had anything to do with it, I would um have Miami playing at four o'clock on um September games. Um, the heat was the heat is becoming dangerous. They have to play in it too, so I'm not going. I'm not going to dwell on that. I I I, I put I put that on on um co- a mal- uh, um a slip in the coaching, a slip in uh, time management, a slip in decision making on the on the snap of a finger. Not 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 waiting to next week. No, sometimes decisions have to be made as on the go, and our result our results um. Are not good in last-minute decisions. So, can the can the coach learn something? Because can the coach learn something? Or uh, can the quarterback learn something? Um, the other or 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 do we lack the depth on our team that we thought we had? We we, we were also missing our center. We lost Kumaro to a night to a hit. Uh, Gabe Davis is injured. Well, what that's I'm not gonna say and dwell on Buffalo. That's just a that's just 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 a little hiccup. We we'll see what we made up Sunday. Should be a shootout. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say about Miami, they got a lot of team speed on both sides of the ball. Uh, As a matter of fact, the speed that that speed. I mean, speed and and hunger is a hell of a combination. Yeah, and they were definitely, I will say this, the Dolphins are definitely the fastest team the Bills have played so far this year. Uh, much faster than both the Rams and Titans. I don't think the Bills are quite ready for the speed. Just the way they were closing in on defense, rallying to the ball, uh, flying off the edge. Uh, guys like Tyreek and Waddle are 4-3 guys. Obviously, Mike Gisecki's pretty athletic himself. Uh, Raheem Mostert's another 4-3, 4-4 guy. Like, they have a lot of speed to burn out there uh, just as much speed and not more speed than us actually is much just as much speed as the buffalo bills i also think what happened too was the blitzing of the dolphins they blitzed josh allen over and over and over again 
Uh, and Josh Allen was statistically good against the Blitz, but I think part of it is when you're blitzing him so much, it's just going to lead to a few mistakes, a, a few miscommunications, a few missteps, particularly when you're without your starting center. That's the guy in Mitch Morris who's making all the line calls and who's helping slide the protections. Uh, so I thought that was a big thing Miami did as well during the game. Well, how do you... How do you... Eliminate the blitz and make it less effective. Uh, sometimes you might need to leave a, a extra person in the backfield. Uh, sometimes you might need a chip block. Sometimes you have to develop what I think is a weakness in the Bills' offense that they could really capitalize on: the screen game. The screen passes is, is the screen pass is golden if you if you execute it right. And I I don't know if our linemen are athletic enough. I think Morse can get out there and help with run a screen. And I think we got a diamond in the rough in that in, the, in number forty one. Gilliam, I expect big things out of him. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised by midseason. He's a regular cog in our offense. I agree. Extremely athletic fullback. Uh. He's not a prototypical uh, blocking uh, fallback. He's a receiver and a runner, man. Uh, he has a lot of running back ability. I'm impressed. Yeah, Reggie Gilliam, he's been a good find for the Bills. Yeah, yeah, I'm impressed. And then the Bills made mistakes. Obviously, the strip sack, I think that was the cause of the blitz through with the strip sack. Uh, gets the Dolphins in uh, Buffalo territory. They come away with seven points. Uh, their ability, like I said, to handle the elements better. The Dolphins. Well, that sack. If, I mean, if you look at if you look at that sack, I think I think they should have reviewed that. I don't know if you can. I don't know, but it looked like his eyes going forward to me. I'm sitting here watching it right now. Well, you know, there's always such thing. You know, a little hometown cooking. No, it was a short day because uh, Titans on Monday. Titans on Right, right, right. The week before we played Thursday, we had 10 days rest yes. between that game. Okay. okay. I'm saying we it's like I'm a part of the team, but I'm just... Uh, uh, no, you're a man I'm, of the people. I'm, 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 I'm part of the Bills Mafia. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm also a longtime Baltimore Ravens fan, and I'm, I'm also an original Cleveland Browns fan. Was the, who was the original franchise of the of the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, that was my original football team. You know, I I, I have a, a special place in my heart for for Baltimore because it's, it's been one of my favorite franchises. But uh, I I haven't I haven't um I try to ignore it because. I'm trying. I'm going. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get my home team in there. But um, Bills are my one. Bills are my number. Are my one eight. I, I'm right there. The Bills are my one number one um, team. Uh, my Ravens are my one eight team. 
Now, I won't say beat him by 7 of the 8 last games 7 of 8 of their last 8 something of that nature 7 out of 10 doesn't matter what it is just a lot of games uh, they're losing a lot of games close obviously Kansas City Chiefs playoffs close game uh, Jacksonville Jaguars last year close game New England Patriots last year Monday Night Football in the gusting wind close game they lose they're losing all these close games and then when they win, it's in blowout fashion. 13 seconds. Do you get worried that this is a team of front runners as opposed to a team that can win the nitty-gritty battles in football where you're behind and you have to come back and take a game? Well, it's not, I, I have an old saying that in, basket, in basketball and football, especially a good coach is worth a few points. I think a good a good NFL coach can can be worth anything from three to four points a game. Um, and uh, that comes from a decision of a field goal or a time or timely um, putting the other team in back in their own territory and forcing field position football or whatever it takes. But on the go, split second decision, we got to do this now. Uh, Got to learn how to control your your time management. You know, it's, 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 it's you know, coaching is coaching is, is, is experience. Coaching experience is is a uh, is an up and down thing. You 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 pray you get the praise when you win. You get kicked in your butt when you lose. Uh, players get the credit when they win. Coaches get the get the boot when they lose. Uh, you you have you have all the weapons. You have you have a load you you have a, all the weapons you have a, a loaded front a loaded from um, starting lineup. Um, now our depth of our team is coming into question, but we'll we'll see that how that goes in the long run. I'd rather have my injuries early than late. Yeah, our our secondary is a, is 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 a. Um, Currently undergoing uh, like a uh, a re- we um, developing a whole new secondary with a lot of young guys back there, and uh, we got to play defense as a unit, as a, as a unit. Front the front seven and the back four will have to be all together because we got some good we got some hard games coming up, and one and it's always a winnable game that it's, that we blow like last year Jacksonville. This year, I hope it's not the Pittsburgh, I hope it's not Pittsburgh or the Jets or whatever. Do you think it's good though that the Bills are finding struggles now? Because when you play as well as they have the last two games, you're just blowing out these teams. Uh, it 
doesn't create any adversity, right? Uh, when you're peaking and you're firing on all cylinders, there's really only anywhere to go but down, right? You kind of want the ebbs and flows of a season, and then you want to start peaking and playing your best, actually, towards the end of the season, end of the regular season, into the playoffs. You don't really want to be playing your best football in week one, two, three, four, five, six, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're playing your best football right now, because if you don't win the championship, nobody's going to care if you're playing your best football right now. You need to make sure you're playing your best football in January, in February. have definitely been the enemy of the Buffalo Bills. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then get up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to preview and predict week four of NFL action. Cut up next. Let's go. Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? Like, really, why bet on football literally anywhere else? To make things even sweeter. You can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you play, a $5 bet on any football game. That's good at TPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Mr. Zach with us, and now it's time for us to do Week 4 NFL predictions. Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. Who you got here? Minnesota, I think, I think Minnesota, um, 
I also want to say this. The game's going to be in London. Oh, uh, early in the morning. Yeah, 9.30 a.m. Uh, it's going to be across the pond. Um, so... Uh, this, what were you going to say? This is my advice to, to the sports betters. If you pick that early game, you're in for... And you lose, you're in for a sad, long day. <laughs> what, what's your worst experience with that uh, ever been? Oh, man, I, well, I, I played it. I played a it at times before, and, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the time of the game, and they lose at 10 o'clock. Game come on at 10. By 1 o'clock, you ready to watch football, but, but your, your, your ticket is dead. <laughs> I never, I, would, I never missed those nine o'clock games. If I, only if I was betting a single bet. Otherwise, by one o'clock, your ticket is dead. I'm not trying to give out no bad advice, but that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I'm gonna go with the Saints. I think they're primed to win this game. Uh, I do think Dalvin Cook is gonna be a little injured. Uh, I think he has some sh- shoulder issues. Uh, I think that's going to be an issue running between the tackles, taking some hits. Uh, and they just, the Saints just need this win, I think, a little bit more uh, than the Vikings do. So I'm going to pick the Saints in a little mini upset. And I'll say 24 to 21. And next, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Atlanta Falcons. Who you got here? Cleveland Browns, Atlanta Falcons. Well,. As you know, Atlanta is known for blowing, for blowing games and blowing leads. Um, Cleveland moved the ball at a better pace than I anticipated. Um, Brissett is playing a solid game. He, he's not making a lot of mistakes. They're involving the tight end in, the, in their game. Kareem Hunt and, and Chubb are a devastating running combo. They're worth, they're worth 150 yards or more a game between them two. Um, Atlanta has a few has a few sleepers. Or uh, the guy in London, the guy Kitts. Um, and Atlanta's at home. I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm going with Cleveland. I'm going with Cleveland. Twenty-four twenty. I'm going to go with Atlanta. The only reason we go with Atlanta is right. They. Play the Saints close week one. They play the Rams close week two. In week three, they beat the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Falcons are a better team than they're given credit for nationally by the media fans at large. I think this will be a close competitive game. And let's also remember the Cleveland Browns pissed away uh, a week two victory against the New York Jets. Uh, so I think that the Falcons are going to win. And I'll say 26-24, the Falcons eke out. A really close football game. Next, we have the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got here? Uh, I got the Bills. I got the Bills in a shootout. Uh, it's gonna come down. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna come down to who makes a big mistake. I think. I I, I think that uh, Lamar Jackson is on is 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 on is on his uh, unstoppable phase. Um, combination of passing ability. And, and escapability and running yards. He's a triple threat. Uh, their secondary is suspect. But I say the Bills 34, 
34-30. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as well, and I'll say 35-31. to 31. Uh, The Bills, a lot of injuries, particularly in the defensive backfield. Guys like Poyer, Hyde, out. Um, injuries across the defensive line. I don't know if guys like Jalen Phillips and Ed Oliver are going to be able to go. But just a little banged up and bruised there. Uh I think Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, is going to be able to have his way, particularly in the running game. So I think we will see a lot of points scored. But I think Josh Allen uh, is going to outduel Lamar. And we're going to see some great quarterback play. These are the two MVP frontrunners of the league right now, if there is such a thing in week four of the NFL season. And currently, and currently I think Baltimore has the, I, I think Baltimore has the best tight end in the game at this moment. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a baller. Uh, I think he's the best tight end in the game at this moment, and, and um, we're lacking in our, in our safety position, so we are Buffalo going to be on point with Andrews. Andrews is a nightmare for for secondary. So next we have the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Who you got here? I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well, and I'll say the Cowboys win 27-24. Keep the Cooper Rush love alive and well. Uh, Also, Micah Parsons is going to go hunting versus that Washington Commanders offensive line, and Carson went same with Demarcus Lawrence as well. He he woke up last week. He woke up last week. Lawrence did. Yes, he did. Uh, and, and he woke up at the wrong time for the Washington Commanders. who just gave up nine sacks against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, okay. Tua, Scott Fuller, collapsed. Two minutes and 19 seconds left. I'm, I'm watching the replay. Two minutes and 19 seconds. They, they hit him at halftime. It was so close to it was so close to halftime where they didn't. He got he got he got away before. I, I don't think he got. I don't think he got thorough examination. Two minutes, 19 seconds is when he got hurt. He okay. came back up for the second half. So who examined? Okay. Not to change the subject, but I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> I know, undercover cop right here. Uh, yeah, obviously if that happened and they proved there was no real investigation, somebody needs to be fired. Uh, it's a failure on all fronts. Okay, I guess my one question would be, is it possible that the neurologist is going okay, to go? Leaving, okay, they started, he's leaving the field. He's leaving the field. He didn't go in the tent. He went right down the tunnel. He went right down the tunnel with one guy. And that guy had on a Miami outfit and a Miami jacket. So, what they did, let him put some cold water, gave him an idea, and threw his butt back on the field. 
So, next we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. High-scoring game. High-scoring game. Detroit is, Detroit is playing competitive um, football. Um, quarterback for Seattle, Geno Smith, is gaining, is gaining his respect. Um, I'm proud of his, I'm proud of his, uh, the way he's playing ball and, uh, his accuracy is better. He's calm in the pocket and he's, and, hey, he's, he's going to, he's going to be around for a while. This, this is a big, this is a big deal for him. Um, they're at, they're at Detroit, but I, I see Detroit, I see Detroit as a winner in the high scoring game. 31. No, 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 no. 27-24. Detroit is capable of scoring 30, though. They are very explosive. So, for me, I'll go with the Detroit Lions, and I'll say they went 30-23. 30-23. Uh, their offensive line is going to be able to move the Seattle Seahawks' front around. I think Jared Goff is going to be able to be very competent. Amon Ross St. Brown, they're going to get him the ball. As well, I don't think Geno Smith is going to be able to keep pace. Lions have a very underrated offense. Next, we have the LA Chargers at the Houston Texans. Who you got here? Well, it's 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 a tale of if, if the quarterback is healthy. Um, San Diego took one on the chin last week, didn't they? Yes, and, they did. uh, and what hurt me, what hurt, what hurt me about. Houston is um they lost the game and Chicago quarterback only threw for like a hundred yards. It was a that, that was disgusting. Um so um it's not it's not it's not really it's 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 not really a a tale of some contenders, um contending football teams, um The the Chargers should win the game. Um, Houston is competitive, but they fold at the end. Um, I go Chargers. I go Chargers. 21-10. I'm going to go Chargers as well. By the way, is Herbert playing again for this game? Well, I'm just kidding. He, he has rib. He has ribs. He has tender, tender ribs, and uh, haven't heard. I haven't heard much about it. I think San Diego is, is talented enough to hold on to this game. But Houston is up and coming team. They keep. They, they're keeping their game close, but they can't. They just got to get over the hump. Yeah, and don't forget also Joey Bosa is going to be out for this game as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters at the end of the day with Herbert being in or out. I'll say 20-9 in favor of the Chargers. This is a game they should win, particularly if they want to be an AFC contender, which everybody has a lot of them home to be. Team, home, team under, home, teams, home team underdogs have been a problem in the NFL. Uh, 
it, the games that look easy aren't really easy. Last week, home, home teams really gave problems to uh, the uh, away team. So next we have the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Who you got here? Uh, the tale of two struggling uh, franchises. Uh, the reason I take the reason I take the reason I'm gonna go with Indy. The reason I'm gonna go with Indy. The reason I'm going to go with Tennessee because I think Henry comes out. Henry comes in with his biggest game so far. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans as well, and I'll say they won 24 to 20. Tough, grimy football game. I just trust Ryan Tannehill more than Matt Ryan. I think he's better, uh, and I think the Titans are just going to find a way. And I think with Matt Ryan's going on with him, uh, I don't think he's just particularly good. He just falls down when pressure comes knocking. So next we have the Chicago Bears at the New York Football Giants. Who you got here? Giants. Giants. Bears have no offense. And the Giants and the Giants are coming around. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. I think the Giants should win this twenty to thirteen, twenty to twelve type of game. Uh the Bears offense is just anemic. It's awful. Uh, it's really embarrassing. So, there's no way the Bears should be able to win this game unless Daniel Jones just has like a three-pick game. So, next we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got here? Philly. I got, I got, I got Philadelphia. But Jacksonville is competitive. If you make too many mistakes, they will get you. I'm going to go with the upset here. But, I, but I, I'll, 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 go, I'll go with Philly. I'll go with Philly 24-17. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-21. to I think they're going to pull off the upset just like they did against the Chargers. I think Trevor Lawrence is arriving as one of the better quarterbacks in football. I think Jacksonville does have all the talent in the world. And even if Philadelphia does too, uh, you have to lose at some point. I think this is going to be that game. Next, we have the New York Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who you got here? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's offense is sad. And um, the Jets, the Jets new uh, quarterback coming back this week. Yes, he is. Yeah, I'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. I'll say 24-9. I, I gave them a touchdown just on the coaching ability. The yeah. The going to make them happen. They're I, really missing that pass rush, though. I think I'm going to go 24-9. I think the Steelers are going to get some turnovers. Zach Wilson's first game back. I don't think the Jets have a particularly good offensive line either, and they like to throw it a lot. So I think they're going to expose Zach Wilson to a lot of hits, a lot of interceptions, a lot of fumbles. Will not be the best game for Zach Wilson to get indoctrinated, indoctrinated back into the NFL. Uh, won't be the best thing against Mike Tomlin in that defense. Uh, 
New, uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. Who you got here? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with Carolina as well, and I'll say 20 to 17. I'll say 20 to 17. And even though, you know, my better judgment would tell me to pick the Cardinals, they're a better team, better quarterback, actually better coach, just shocking because everybody hates Cliff Kingsbury. But I just don't trust the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a classic team that they'll find a way to win a game or lose close to a team, and you really have hope in them, and then they'll let you down when you believe in them most. They're the real definition of when Stephen A. Smith says, like, the Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen, and he has the hat and the cigar, and he does that whole persona. That's kind of what I think the Cardinals really embody, a team that you can never trust. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Next, we have the New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. Who you got here? Yes. Oh yeah, they don't have a chance. <laughs> I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, everybody's mo- everybody's money should be on uh, the Packers here. Uh, yeah, I'm going Green Bay 24-10. Packers are definitely going to cover. Brian Hoyer is not very good. They'll struggle to move the ball up the field the entire game, especially at Lambeau Field. I'll say. Green Bay, 24 to New England's 13. I'll give them 13. Going to be a really rough day. The Packers still finding themselves on offense, but I think they're going to be efficient, convert on third downs, and New England's just not going to be able to do that with the quarterback play they're going to try out there. Next, we have the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got? Denver. Denver, the Raiders are a mess. They score. They they have a foul. They they don't run the ball. They have no running attack. Um, and I I don't I don't I don't respect that team here. They're 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 um a failure right now. I'm actually gonna go with the Raiders here. Uh, I think both these teams aren't particularly good. I think Denver hasn't been good really all year as well. Uh, they've just won, even though the I mean, excuse me, the offense really hasn't been that good. Uh, but the Raiders, they're too talented to go 0 and 4. So I'll say they win this one, 21 to 20. Josh McDaniels gets his first win in his coaching career for the Raiders. Next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mahomes versus Brady. Saturday Night Football. Carrie Underwood's gonna sing. Who you got? Uh, what you saying about saying about? Is Brady's receivers coming back, or is he still stuck with those long, um, those walk-on guys? I, I, I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City's offense is. Uh, I think she's singing. Giselle's always getting her way. But. I think. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I think. I think Kansas City has. Um, I think Kansas City wins, wins on the road. I don't. I don't. I don't 
City um, by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City as well. I say they win 21-17, to but this is going to be a close football game. I think Kansas City still finding themselves on offense. The, the Buccaneers have not found themselves on offense at all. Instead, they're... Their days confused, don't know what to do. They're a liability out there. Uh, so until they get that together, I don't really have any faith in Tampa Buccaneers' offense. So next we have the LA Rams at the San Francisco 49ers for Monday Night Football. Who you got? Historically match up very well with the Rams. Um, Kyle Shanahan historically does very well against Sean McVay. The Rams are two and one. The 49ers are one and two. The Niners need this win much more. Uh, and the Niners are at home. All signs pointing to the San Francisco 49ers, and I'll say the Niners win 17 to the Rams, nine. And that's all we have for our NFL Week 4 predictions. I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Well, I'm waiting to see. I, I don't know my record, but uh, I don't know my record, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not satisfied with my predictions as of yet. But maybe this year, maybe this week, I'll show some improvement. <laughs> I still got. I still got to uh, tally up the scores. I got to do that. Okay. And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 487th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.